0: hey everyone welcome back to two spot monkeys live happy to have you joining us here episode number 28 as we close out the year 2020 the year that has felt like absolutely more than a That's year here, episode number 28 as we and we've got some feedback but jim how are you
1: <laughs> we're good sorry i pulled up the youtube page so i could do that link thing i was telling you about him <laughs> didn't realize oh yeah it's gonna start talking
0: (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) we run a a high-priced operation here at two spot monkeys uh, lots of tech and uh
0: if if there was ever a way to close out the year that's been i think (laughs) that was fitting
1: (laughs) right yeah i uh so uh, total aside i as you know tom and probably some of our listeners might know i run a trivia company on the side um and uh, I have a live event tomorrow night, uh, which is a weekly booking at a, a tap room um, in the town nearby here. And uh, we've been able to do that again since late summer, um, you know, socially distanced. We don't pass in answer sheets, people score their own, all that kind of stuff. And uh, one of my topics for tomorrow night, I just simply called dumpster fire and then in parentheses put 2020 in review. Um, so, yeah, I agree. And uh, hey, why not have a moment like that here on the podcast? Uh, but we are uh having recorded our last episode of 2020. this is it for 2020 for us we're not recording over the next two days um, so we know this will be the last episode um maybe start we should start off on a somber note um it, we'd be remiss to not mention um the passing over the weekend of Brody Lee um, we had even mentioned Brody Lee a couple of weeks back when we were talking aew and, and just kind of Curious about his absence. Um, now it's come out that he's been in the hospital since October, uh, late October, uh, with with whatever that non COVID related lung issue was um, that unfortunately ended up taking his life over the weekend. And uh, I don't know, Tom, if you have any Brody Lee stories, but uh, my favorite memory uh, from a, a wrestling but non wrestling of Brody Lee, uh, my brother and I were attending, so this involves my brother too. So hey, there's you know all sorts of synergy. But uh, we were attending a Dragon Gate USA show in Milwaukee a number of years back. It was the Daniel, uh, well, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Uh, I think it was like a Falls Count Anywhere or something match. And the ring didn't show up for the show. So they were scrambling like heck to get a ring. And they ended up getting Skull Crusher Rasky Brown's ring um, because he happens to live in Milwaukee and has a school. So they ended up getting his ring and the ring shows up like an hour after bell time. And I mean, so we're all standing outside. Gabe had come out and was telling everybody what was going on. They were, they really handled it very well. But so they get the ring there and literally like the entire roster minus Brian Danielson, interesting, um, who was back under contract and was the US champion in WWE at that point, but was finishing those commitments back up. Um, the whole roster comes out to unload this truck, which is parked right in front of the venue, right where we're all standing in line. That's the only way in. Um, and Brodie Lee and John Moxley uh, walked right past us to go grab a guardrail or a piece of the ring or whatever. And Brody goes, Hey, Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all popped and you know, it was fun. I couldn't tell you who he faced on that show. I'd have to go back and look at the card for it. Uh the only match I remember on that show for sure was Danielson and Moxley, but he knew we were standing out there. And you could just tell it meant a lot to them. I think that we all had, you know, nobody was chanting refund or anything stupid. So um we waited and it was a heck of a show. We had a good time, but uh well, it would have been at the same venue uh, that you and I and some others uh, for my bachelor party went to a Chikara show uh, years, a couple of years later. So for reference, but uh, Brody Lee was heck kind of a talent and he's going to be missed big time. And AEW is doing a big show on Wednesday night for him, rightfully so. Uh, Tom, any thoughts on, on Brody Lee or.
0: Yeah. So very sad. And uh, there have been so many touching things written in the last number of days, uh, it's hard to not read those um, and be moved, uh, and, and some of them move more than others, and some of uh, just been. A, a, it's a big celebration of, of of a life that has ended far too soon, uh, and it, it, ironing is not the right word, but interestingly enough, earlier this year, you know, when he made his debut with AEW. He wasn't a talent that previously I was like always into or, you know, saw all of the gifts and talents that he had in the ring. Uh, but at the same time, I think there's talents that you come around to every once in a while. So uh, I was ready to give him a shot, I was ready to give him uh, his, his his due and, and see what he could bring to the table in AEW, especially because he gambled on himself, left a job with WWE, which. You know, few few take the chance doing Um, and he wanted to to prove his merit and his value elsewhere. And uh um, you know, in in, in wanting to to see more of him and, and maybe like think about what his run was like for all the time he was with WWE before this rebirth of his career. Um there was a match. That uh, someone I follow on Twitter had like tweeted about or retweeted or something, and that match is from uh, Battleground 2014, July 20, 2014. Uh, the match is the Usos versus Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. It's a two out of three falls match for the tag titles. Almost 20 minute match. It's a masterpiece. It's actually probably one of the one of the best matches. I can honestly say I've ever seen, and I don't know that I ever watched it live when it happened. But uh, if you have, if that doesn't ring a bell um, either to you, Jim, or to anyone who's listening, I really encourage you to go back. Um, uh, if you have the network, uh, or if you have the means to find it on YouTube, um, uh, maybe that thing, maybe that still exists. Watch that match because it's it's a great match. You'll be enthralled, um, but then you'll also really see. Um, A spotlight of the talent that uh, that Brody Lee, Luke Harper, um, was, Uh, and I'm really looking forward to. Sadly um, and somberly, I'm looking forward to AEW and their tribute to him tomorrow night. You never want to see these things, Um, and you think about the Eddie Guerrero's and other talents that we've lost far too soon. I say we like there are so many people beyond you and me that are hurting much greater than 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 we can even begin to think about. but at the same time, we're we're fans and we do invest in um in in these talents, um, but they're also human outside of their the the persona they play. So um it's the stark reality when you realize like uh, you know a wife and two kids lost their dad. So
1: yeah, that's that's the tough part of it too. And um, yeah, just just a tough, tough tough, tough go of it. Um, I really feel like he was really starting to kind of hit a stride. Um, of course, you know, I know he lost the TNT title in his lot, last match, what ended up being the last match of his career. Um, but I, I had hoped they were going to come back strong with him. Um, obviously, a few weeks later, some things changed. Everything I've read says, you know, he was going to be off week off for a couple of weeks to sell the brutality of the dog collar match. And then uh, that was when he started having some issues breathing and and whatever this lung issue was, um, and, you know, I don't want to go off on a tirade here. Uh, there is a reporter from PW Torch, uh, Bruce Mitchell is his name, um, I'll name names, uh, <laughs> who wrote an article uh, within the day after uh, Brodie Lee died and, and basically hinted at, you know, even though they were saying it was non-COVID related, maybe it really was and they shouldn't be hiding this and, you know, all of this. Shut up um, they've said it's not COVID related. And after that, we have no right to know anything. And we don't even have a right to know that it's personal. Um, whatever his wife wants to reveal, she has the right to reveal and whatever she doesn't want to reveal, she has absolute right not to reveal. Um, and that's not a HIPAA thing. That's not anything. I work in the healthcare industry. HIPAA has to do with a healthcare provider giving out information. Um, but it's just respect and you know, whether it's COVID or not. um, And I think his inference was, if it was COVID, he must've gotten it at AEW and AEW now should shut down because they had somebody die from COVID because he worked their shows. Like we're jumping so many steps ahead on that. Um, I don't think his wife would lie about it. Like, what does she have to gain in that? Come on. Um, And I just think it's insensitive and stupid to Um, speculate on those kinds of things the fact is like you said a wife and two sons lost their dad and their husband um that's the important thing above any wrestling thing uh, this is also not important compared to that so soapbox there it is (laughs) i don't really know how to segue from that to anything else so we're just going to take the hard turn and and go with it. Um, You know, we can say Brody would have wanted it that way, and and he probably would have, but we're just going to take the turn. We're going to take some time today to look back a little bit at the year that was, the dumpster fire of a year, as we've said, that 2020 was, um, and and do some kind of award conversations. I don't know that we'll crown awards, but we'll at least have some conversation around a few topics. We're going to look ahead to 2021, uh, throw some Maybe crazy predictions out. Maybe real. Maybe realistic. Maybe who knows? What uh, Tom and I don't even know. Probably what we're about to say on that one. And then uh, we're going to start head to head for our January through June twenty twenty one head to head. Um, our, our friend Annette was so nice to post a picture of you and your picks being Randy Orton and me and my picks being the Fiend, uh, Burning. Uh, so that uh, would would pretty well sum up July through December. But the beautiful thing is we're going to start zero zero here. And we've got 11 matches to pick over two nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, So we've got somebody could end up in a real hole to start this year. Um, But my guess is we'll also have quite a few matches that we agree on winners. So uh, it'll be a fun way to get things started. But before we get to all of that, Wrestle Kingdom and predictions, let's talk 2020. Uh, The dumpster fire of a year that was. Uh, I'm going to change the order just slightly, Tom, in what I uh, did before, what we talked about before. And let's start with tag team of the year. We didn't talk about who was going to go first or anything, so I'll just say I think this year was a pretty good year for tag teams, to be perfectly honest. I think AEW has an outstanding tag division that actually is getting even deeper now. I think both the acclaimed and top flight look like they're going to be really, really good. They're already really good, Uh, and I think you give those guys more time in the ring with with folks the caliber of the Young Bucks and FTR and um, Jericho and, and all of them. I mean how can they not get it right so i think we've got a uh a tag team division in aew that's just getting better by the, the minute the tag team division in WWE has been there um and maybe you could use some work in the tag team division in ring of honor is a hot mess right now um i i think they're starting to rebuild it and it's going to take time they're not going to be able to fix that in a day um but it's it's a little messy right now in tag teams for me, if I had to name my two top tag teams of the year, uh, I would go the Young Bucks because every time out, I just think they're really, really good. Um, it's hard not to put the Young Bucks in that conversation. And I would put the Street Profits in that conversation as well because much like them, uh, they ruled both on SmackDown and Raw after a, you know, um, riveting title change when they switched brands, you know, that eight-second hand-the-belts-over-to-each-other stupidity that they did. Um that notwithstanding, uh, the profits I thought had an excellent year as well. So, Tom, what did you think of the tag team scene in 2020? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, prefacing this entire conversation, it's going to be interesting because I really look at this last year with two different sets of glasses on January through through mid March, you know, felt and, and was completely different. Mid March to now, uh, uh, yeah, we've lived it. <laughs> we've we've lived it. So, uh, it's weird. It, it feels really weird, and it feels like more than than a calendar year uh, for me personally. So, um, yeah, I was having a hard time when I was listening to you. I was like grateful that you mentioned so many teams because I was struggling thinking of like the teams that stuck out for me. But one did come to mind that's different from what you shared. But I will um, parrot you and say the street profits probably are or were like the most consistent tag team of the year and uh and, and I've, i i love them for a long time but i wasn't even thinking about them so uh i'm i'm glad that they are where they are and i actually was thinking about them earlier today when i was thinking about what we were going to talk about and all of the things and like i i, I won't use this but i i had in my mind, come up with the idea uh, that I'd love to see them be, like, more serious or have a tag team in WWE that, like, really is focused on proving they're the best. Like, almost like Heart Foundation-esque as as a comparison. Uh, Unfortunately, that's not the way that wrestling in WWE works anymore. So, but I, but the profits I thought would be a great fun way to fit that mold because I think that while you can have the entertainment aspect of Ford and Dawkins, I think they could both turn it on and be incredibly um sports centric or athletic centric uh and 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 driven by wins uh or motivated by wins if you will um my other team that i'll mention um is actually jurassic express of jungle boy jungle boy and luchasaurus uh i think almost every time i saw them as a team in aew i walked away really impressed now I, i was a fan of them before all of this and and before um you know, the year unfolded the way it did. Um, but there's so much of a ceiling for them to continue to, to rise within. And I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that that, that allo- that's allowed for them to happen in 2021.
1: And they've got a match coming up. Uh, it'll be now January 13th uh, with the move back uh, of New Year's Smash uh, with FTR. So I think they could start the year off in a big way. Uh, the other one I would give honorable mention to, is you were talking, popped into my head. And by the way, we have two live viewers, so hello to whoever you are, whether we know you or not. Thanks for being along for the ride here live on YouTube tonight. Uh, the other tag team I would mention would be Zack Sabre and uh, Taichi. Uh, I think they've had a good run. You know, I haven't seen a lot of the Road 2 shows. In fact, I've seen none of the Road 2 shows in between the main shows. And I missed most of the world, all of the world tag league, let's be honest. But I hear they've had a really nice run. So, and what I've seen has been good. Uh, we'll talk more about them though as we get to Wrestle Kingdom here in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, match of the year would be the next thing to talk about. And Tom, I think you brought it up perfectly that it's the tale of two types or, or time times of the year. It's really hard to compare the matches of the pandemic era, if you want to call it, from the time that everything went with no crowds to now the Thunderdome and some places having crowds and some places having partial crowds and whatever um, to what happened January through mid-March, as you said, because let's be honest, a crowd can really add or take away uh, from a match as it's happening. So this is this is tough for me. I can tell you that uh, the street Profits and Viking raiders will not make, you know, it's in my top ones. But uh, we do have somebody who left a comment. Do score two thousand ten. I'm not sure who that is. It says Spot Monkeys. I'm dead tired. Bed is calling, but I'm watching. So thanks that's for that's being a, here.
0: That, that's a net.
1: That's a net. Okay. Yeah, Excellent. Right. Excellent. Thanks for being here, Annette. And yes. The dulcet tones of Tom and I. Tom and I may drift you off to sleep, or we may bore you off to sleep as we talk here. Who knows?
0: Sleeps overrated. Um, it's okay. Sleeps
1: overrated. That's right. Sleeps for chumps. You can sleep next year. Um, so, match of the year, Tom. Uh, I'm I'm at a loss a little bit. But the two that come to mind are uh the Young Bucks versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. That tag team match I think was this year. Um sometimes <laughs> it's hard to remember what happened this year or last year anymore. But that was an excellent, excellent tag team match. Um and I was had that, another one
0: in my head. Was that the first seven-star match? Am I my I, I believe
1: match? and if it would have been in the Tokyo Dome, it would have been nine from what I hear. So I'm sorry, I'm stealing Bruce richards gimmick here. Um <laughs> but uh it I mean, it was a heck of a tag team match. There's no, no question about it. Um, you know, the other one that sticks out to me and it's maybe it's a recency bias, um, but is Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor. Uh, they had an absolutely awesome match. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the to the rematch here in a week. Um, so those are kind of the two matches that stick out to me again. Straight profits and uh, and Viking Raiders notwithstanding uh, with the stupid octopus in the trash can or whatever in the world happened there.
0: Your favorite trash monster, you know.
1: Right. If we did the if we did the worst of 2020, that would probably be it, even though it wasn't an official match, apparently. Well
0: well, so I, I bucket these um interesting uh, I- interestingly enough, uh I I have been for the last three to four years been doing a running log of every match that I've watched in a given year. Um the You're goal was
1: year i want to do it again next year
0: now and so here's the irony i think i'm going to (laughs) stop um but who knows right i I have a couple days to figure this out um the the whole goal was to, to see if i could watch a thousand matches over the course of calendar year and i think the first two years i was pretty unsuccessful um even though i think if you average about three matches a day uh you you should be good but again You know ebbs and flows in life, and sometimes you just don't watch wrestling because you want to watch "This Is Us." Um, um, (laughs) You want to? Well, anyways, let's let's (laughs) put that on tape. (laughs) Um, So on that list, uh, and I've said I surpassed a thousand this year. Uh, Big, big surprise! There was a a a layoff for my job and a stay at home order, so I had a lot of time on my hands in in, uh, late late winter early spring into late spring um i also keep track of the, the what i thought were the matches of the year or matches that really stu- stuck out to me and i i did my best to rank them um it's funny i look back at this list and i'm looking at it now uh i stopped i feel like i stopped adding things like in october and i don't think that that's because i didn't enjoy wrestling i i think that i just was so like invested in just watching and chunking through a lot of wrestling that I don't know that I paid maybe enough attention to match quality as as I might have earlier in the year so um, without further ado I'm gonna give my five matches of the year if you don't mind and um, I I have three that are numbered because they actually happened with fans and I have two that are starred because they happened during the pandemic so, um, number one on the list is – actually, I'm going to go in reverse order. I lied. Sorry. Uh, number five on the list is Shingo, T- oh, no, no, yeah, Shingo Takagi versus Okada from the G1 Climax on October 10th. Then you have uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Okada from Wrestle Kingdom on January 5th. Uh, then I have uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Will Ospreay from night one of Wrestle Kingdom, so one 4 Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor, uh, takeover 31, October 4th. And then my match of the year, nothing in my opinion displaced this pandemic or not. Um, And that was Ibushi versus Okada from the January 4th Wrestle Kingdom show. And again, I preface all of this as I'm sure you would too. Unfortunately, you and I both have lovely wives that we have to be responsible for to care for love on uh give them our time not just wrestling we also have jobs and other commitments so i would love to watch everything under the sun i would love to watch all japan and noah and everything aew and i think i watch a lot uh but i don't watch it all so i'm the and again until your until your profession is professional wrestling um in some form or fashion, I don't think that you can state a claim at really like saying what the absolute penultimate match of the year would be. Um, But for what you see, you know, you, you, and and what, what you like versus what I like, you know, it could be completely different. If I had profits, Raiders, trash monster match of the year on top, that's my prerogative. I don't, but
1: you know, Absolutely. You know what? And I hope somebody liked that. I really do. because otherwise why, why should they do it? And I mean, granted, I might ask why should they do it at all, but, um, but that's me. And, and so that, you know, that's the one thing too, that I I will say about matches and about companies and about everything is if you like it good. And I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for liking it. Um, I, there's too much of that on the internet, you know, in general, um, whether it's about wrestling or life or politics or anything else. Um, but yeah, if, you know what, if, if retribution is really clicking for you, God bless you. You know, I mean, I don't know how, but God bless you. Um, and if, you know, if you love the street prophets and Viking Raiders and the ninjas and the trash monster, okay. Um, we just have very different tastes and that's fine. Um, so, you know, that's, that's my piece on that. Uh, Annette did jump in with a comment too um, and say, happy wife, happy life. Ain't that the truth? Preach. Uh, the last uh, award or conversation for 2020 that we want to talk about is wrestler of the year. Um, and I think there are a number of folks uh, who are are in the conversation here and should be in the conversation here. Uh, I have to say, first of all, I happen to see that Impact Wrestling is an- announcing their awards uh, on their recap show that they did last Tuesday and then again tonight. Um, and last Tuesday, they announced their wrestler of the year and knockout of the year were both Deanna Parrazzo which I thought was kind of cool that they gave her wrestler of the year as well. And the little bit I've seen. And from what I've heard about Prazo, I I can't argue with it. She's good. She's darn good in the ring. Um, I don't see impact regularly because I don't have access. Um, I don't have access to access, Um, but uh, so I I can't, you know, it's hard for me to put Prazo on that on my list because I just haven't been uh, exposed to her work enough. Since she's left WWE, uh, she was good in WWE. They horribly misused her, shocking. Um, but uh, kudos, I think to Impact for naming her uh, wrestler of the year. I, I think that was pretty pretty cool um, to think about, and and probably pretty deserved. I you know from what I know of Impact, well, they've had a lot of good matches. Uh, Aprazo's probably had the best ones. So um, for me, uh, this can go a few different ways. Uh, I think Drew McIntyre has to be in the conversation. Uh, McIntyre's had a great year from winning the Rumble to winning the title. As he said on Raw um, last night, he won the title, then he lost the title for a couple of weeks, then he won the title back, um, which I thought was kind of an interesting like, yeah, that happened. Um, but let's forget it happened. Um, but he's also had really good matches uh, along the way. His his title matches have all, I, I, maybe I'm saying all, is it might not be right, but they've mostly... It, been good to great uh, matches he's really they've felt like championship matches which has been really cool um so I would definitely have Drew McIntyre on that list I I think you got to have Roman Reigns on that list Well, he hasn't had a ton of work rate matches he's always been very very good in the ring and I think he's gotten a bad rap for that for years um and his character development has been phenomenal he's the best thing I think he's the best thing going in WWE right now um Not a high bar to hit some days, but uh, high bar or not, I think he's been the best thing going. Uh, And then my other would be, I love me some Kota Ibushi, and I'm a little bit mad that I didn't even think about that Ibushi-Okada match for match of the year because it's kind of the obvious one, but sometimes January seems so long ago, and this year, January really seems a long time ago, as you said, Tom. Um, But Kota Ibushi, I mean, the guy's just awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to... uh, him here next week in Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't say, well, I don't think he would win a Wrestler of the Year competition. The other guy who I absolutely love, everything I see him do is Shingo. Um, uh, you and I are both Shingo fans. They got to get him moved this year out of the never open weight division and into, you know, maybe if the Intercontinental title and world title maybe split again or something. I don't know. Um, move that guy up the card. It's time. But who were your uh, top wrestlers of the year, Tom, as you? watched
0: for sure yeah so i'll agree with you on drew mcintyre without a doubt he was going to be one of the top names on my list i think roman reigns is super interesting because it's very much two sides of the coin you think about roman reigns pre uh wrestlemania because he was supposed to be at wrestlemania and, and big match with goldberg and then it doesn't happen um and then he's gone and then you never see it coming. And we joke about that a lot, but that's, that was the tagline and that was the payoff. Uh, and then he returns and, and yes, I agree. He has been arguably like character wise, the absolute best thing I believe what WWE has done uh, from August until now. Uh, I'm glad you had Shingo on that list. Cause he would have been a guy that I would have thrown on there. Uh, so I will not, Uh, Continue to parrot you and and, and mimic your answers. I'll give you some of my own. I think Asuka deserves uh, mention on this list without a doubt. I think Asuka was, is, and hopefully uh, continues to be, but with a little bit of reserve, one of the workhorses, if not the workhorse of the women's division. Uh, And she was almost there every single week. It just—it was without fail. Asuka was was very steady and very, uh, very, very regular, but but solid performer all year long. So Asuka for sure. Uh, Darby Allen for me deserves to be on this list, uh, without a doubt. I think uh, whether I don't know where they're going to go and how they're going to tell the story, uh, but calling him the face of TNT and having him be the TNT champion and and the Sting connection and all that other stuff. There's a lot there and and he's obviously clearly marketable uh, that was proof uh, proven and proofed uh, before no fans or limited fans could attend shows uh, and I think that that star just rises um, a guy I want to throw on the list because it's just been amazing for me um, and, and it really resonates and it's it's a tune in factor Eddie Kingston uh, and, and and it's not even a full year when you think about it like you think about what he did. August on, September on. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, but it's been, it's, it's believable. It's, 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 it's real for me. So Eddie Kingston on that list. Um, Yeah. Will Ospreay, uh, and that'll be my last one. uh, Just when he came back um, in the G1. Ah, uh, just amazing. and unfortunately, I, I haven't seen much of what he's done with his heel turn after um, at the end of uh, g one and and where did we're headed now. but I know as we talk about Wrestle kingdom here momentarily, it's one of the matches I'm most looking forward to and one of the performers I'm most looking forward to.
1: absolutely. there's there's a a whole bucket full of wrestler of the year possibilities. Ray Phoenix could be in there. i you know, hard to say of the year because of the start of the year. Maybe it didn't feel quite that way, but Kenny Omega could absolutely, I think, be in that conversation. Certainly, since the number one contenders tournament, his matches have been, you know, he he, he wants to be the best bout machine again, quote unquote. Uh, and and he's been doing it. Uh, he's been having those matches. Uh, him and Phoenix is going to be really good here another week or so as well. Um, looking forward to that big time as well. Well, let's break off from 2020. And don't we all want to do that? Um, But start talking 2021. And before we get to Wrestle Kingdom, um, Annette was the one who uh, threw out that she hoped there'd be some predictions. And we thought, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, We haven't talked at all about how many predictions we each want to make. Uh, How about three or four? How's that sound to you, Tom?
0: Sounds good. I'll try to come up with three. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Good. Uh, well, I've got one um, and I think it's a safe one, um, but I'm going to make it anyways, because, Hey, at least if we look back at this uh, in December of 2021, we can say I got one, right? Um, but um, I, I, Adam Page is going to be the AEW world champion sometime in 2021. Um, I think he most likely is the one to take it off of Kenny Omega at some point down the road. This Omega story has got legs. It's, you know, they're, this is not going to be a short title reign for Kenny Omega, Um, at least I don't think it will be, and judging from where I drafted him in our Fantasy Wrestling League, I certainly hope it isn't, Um, but uh, I think, you know, maybe double or nothing, or maybe even all out, uh, I think Adam Page is is the guy they're building, and that will eventually become the AEW World Champion this year. Adam Page is a guy who I, in Ring of Honor, I was always a little, like, meh about, and when he came over to AEW, I was still kind of this, you know, you could kind of tell they were behind him. And I thought, this is the guy. I really, for a little while, I thought, are they gonna put the belt on him to start? Like that that doesn't make any sense. And then realized, no, they're probably gonna put it on Jericho. That makes sense at the start to have somebody who's established and can build the prestige of that title. And Jericho did a nice job of that. Uh, but I I don't think that was all by mistake to have Paige involved in all of that. And I think Paige will eventually get himself back there and win the title.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh I see that happening too. I like your timeline. I would l- I love long-term storytelling. So the more the more you can give me AEW, the better. Make me make me make me want to pay to see Kenny Omega drop that title, please. Um, I'm gonna kind of go two for one, but I but I feel like this is like a maybe 60 40. Um, you're gonna have either Shingo or Sonata win the IWGP title this year. And when I say 60-40, I'm probably 60 for Sonata and 40 for Shingo. I agree with you and what you stated earlier about kind of moving past the the never open weight. I hope that doesn't happen next week yet, but at some point, yes. Um, But, yeah, I think one of those two guys, uh, I've been waiting for Sonata to break through for a while, and I think we're on the cusp of that. Um, But we'll see. So, That's my first one.
1: That's your first one. Uh, My second one, I'm going to jump over. uh, By the way, comment came in from Annette Moxley. She questioned uh, back in the Wrestler of the Year, I think, conversation. Moxley absolutely should be in that conversation as well. Oversight there. Uh, He's had a heck of a year. Um, And I'm going to talk more about John Moxley a little bit later on. Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) Perhaps. Uh, Another prediction for me. So I'm going to jump over into another love that you and I both have, which is wrestling figures. Um, And I I hope I'm right about this. I probably would have made this prediction a year ago. Now, who knows what plans got all screwed up by COVID uh, this year on things that different companies might have wanted to do. But I'm hoping that 2021 is when we get another set of Legion of Doom or Road Warrior figures. Uh, We haven't had them for quite a while. Uh, Road Warrior Animal was in the concussion lawsuit, which has since been settled. So you would think that there are states now, unfortunately, with animals passing. Uh, both of them are gone. You would think their estates would be back in the good graces and could sign with Mattel or WWE if they wanted. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's Storm Collectibles or even Super Seven, uh, who, of course, is working on the New Japan figures, but also put on Andre the Giant from his younger years. Um, so there's, they're, they're looking, obviously, to branch a little bit there. Um, Storm has done the Hulk Hogan figures as along with the Jushin Lager figures. Uh, I hope. We get Legion of Doom figures. I don't own any Legion of Doom figures. And they're my all-time favorite tag team. So that's just wrong. I should have them. Um, And most of them now are stupid expensive. So I'm going to spend that money. I want really good ones. Um, so I want Storm or Super 7 or somebody. Uh, Mattel would be great. Maybe Jazzwares even if there's a Legends line that comes out in the AEW line, which has been rumored for a while now. And, you know, with all the Legends they have around AEW, that makes some sense. Um, Animal did appear at uh was at an all-in i think actually he appeared but uh he's he's at least touched that organization a little bit before his passing so i want road warrior figures
0: yeah that's uh that's fun and and we talked about him last week with the with the wrestling buddies or the the pseudo wrestling buddies so uh my my next one it's gonna be foot and mouth i think but i'm willing to put it there uh cm punk's gonna return to wrestling Uh, in 2021. And if I had to be pinned down to the organization, I would say it's going to be AEW.
1: That is a prediction. Absolutely. Um, I do think that if he comes back, I think you're right. Um, it would be interesting to see. He has said that it would take two things for him to come back. It would take something that's really interesting and a truckload of money. Tony Khan's got a truckload of money, so we we check that one off the need, needs list. Vince McMahon's got a truckload of money too. Either one of them can pay him if they want to. Um, my guess is he would have tons more freedom in whatever story he might be involved in with AEW than he would uh, WWE. Thought I was going to sneeze there for a minute. Sorry if anybody was watching and looked like I just you know had an episode. Um, so my third and final prediction. i I've, I've been going back and forth on this one a little bit. Um, to to kind of try and figure out what I want to say or what, where do I want to go with this um, with this prediction? Because, hey, it's all in fun, right? Um, you know, I, I've got some kind of safe ones, like Jonathan Gresham's going to win the Ring of Honor World title. I think you and I both agree on that. I think that's like, we both kind of have talked about that before. Um, but let me go a little crazy With mine, you went CM Punk. Let me go a little bit crazy, not with a return, but how about this? Adam Cole will win the WWE or Universal title at some time in 2021. I hope I'm right about that. My fear is whenever the Undisputed Era comes up, he'll be lucky if he ends up just in the kind of ricochet area of maybe touching the US or Intercontinental title here and there, but not really pushed It would be a darn shame if they do that because Adam Cole is super talented. He can talk like nobody's business. He can work like nobody's business. So I'm going to go on a limb. I may be way early on saying I'm getting this anywhere near right, but Adam Cole, baby becomes either WWE or universal more likely universal because I think he'd have a shot on SmackDown. I can't see him doing it on raw because of the way Vince treats those shows, but uh, I'm going to go with Adam Cole as a world champion.
0: I'm envisioning that in my head and I like the way it looks. Uh, the path to get there. Wow. <laughs> right. I mean, but cause again, and negative this is not the like, let's bring WWE up like a pinata and beat them with a bat podcast, but you know, it happens. So <laughs> I mean, what can we say? What? Here's
1: my question. Why don't they just one year take somebody like an Adam Cole out of NXT or that you've just signed AJ Styles a few years back when he came in three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was, have them come in and debut on the main card at the Rumble, win the Rumble, and go on to win the title at Mania. They're a made person at that point. If you do it right, you could do something so cool with that. With and Adam Cole would be a perfect example of somebody that could do that. Man, I just they they missed the boat on that one big time.
0: Every yeah, I, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I have a couple things running through my mind. I don't know which which is the which is the best one or which one is um, buzzworthy is the wrong term. But uh, let's let's say that um, we're gonna have women main event SummerSlam in some capacity. I'm not sure who, maybe Charlotte and Rhea. Might be time for them to come back together 15 months, 16 months, 18 months after the first time, um, especially if they don't touch between now and then. Um, that would be fun. I, and secondary, uh, prediction there. I think because we won't be unfortunately out of the woods with the pandemic, despite the vaccine, I'm going to say SummerSlams an outdoor show too.
1: I, I think you're, you're right. I think, uh, WB has already kind of tipped their hat that they're not expecting to get back to quote regular two ring house shows and all of that kind of stuff until 2022. I think they will try as they can, though, to have some fans in the crowd for WrestleMania, for SummerSlam. Uh, I don't know about every month's pay-per-view, um, but I think at least for the big ones, they're gonna, you know, try and ramp that up as they can as things go along. We'll see how that goes, but I think an outdoor show makes a lot of sense um, when and in the summer you got lots of options where you can do that. So um, even more than you do in the in the spring or certainly in the fall or winter. January you're a little more limited in your outdoor venues uh for the rumble but uh that neither being here or there well there they are 2020 2021 predictions sure to go wrong um now watch none of those things happen <laughs> i think the adam page one i it, maybe i got a shot there but all right it is time drum roll please for head to head 2021 a 2021.1 the way that we do our fantasy wrestling league seasons uh it'll this will run from january to june through the end of june and uh we will keep track as we have before and we usually uh always put a wrestler or a shirt or something or at least that value amount um on the line between ourselves uh Tom and I also have a fantasy football bet that we have every year between the leagues that we're in, and he also whooped my tail in that this year. Um, So, Tom, I don't know, can you reach your uh, Kyle O'Reilly there for anybody who's still watching on YouTube? uh, This was the fantasy football winning, um, yeah, I know, I always move things the wrong way too, Tom, so don't feel bad. The Kyle O'Reilly Chase Elite was uh, just delivered today um, after the first one showed up and it wasn't the chase, so we had to Work with ringside to get the right one back. But uh they were they actually were very good about it and and took care of it right away. Um, so kudos to Tom on that, and uh we'll be talking about whether I'm sending you money or what I'm doing for uh whooping my tail and head to head. But uh it's time to start the redemption tour. <laughs> so we're gonna start at zero and zero, and uh we're gonna talk about Wrestle Kingdom uh night one and night two. We do have a few matches. We're gonna we're gonna predict eleven matches in total. Uh, we have a few matches that we're not gonna predict because they're just uh, it's too hard to know who's in them, kind of thing. And we'll start off with that. Uh, with on night one, the pre-show match, although it'll be live on New Japan World at some ungodly hour in the morning here in America, uh, is the New Japan Rambo, and I just put for fun on the the banner here on the YouTube side, um, in that we're not predicting. Who's gonna? We'll predict. We can predict who might be in the last four, uh, but this is not counting in our head-to-head competition. They have not announced anybody for this match, but the top four, the last four people in this match, will advance to night two to determine who the first K- King of Pro Wrestling or KOPW champion for 2021 is. Toru Yano, Yano was crowned the official King of Pro Wrestling 2020 at their last Road to Show. He won his defense against Bad Luck Fale. Um, he does not lose that title. It's just a new title every year. Um, so it's kind of like if they had a king of the ring and then you defended it throughout the year. Um, and at the end of the year, whoever holds it is is the actual final champion, I guess. Um, I would say in looking at the cards as they're designed, I would be stunned if Toruano is not one of the last four people in this match and moves on to Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 because he does not have a match on any, either of these shows. So Yano to me and we're just kind of talking through these Tom um since we're not picking Yano I would think Ishii has a good shot at being there uh let's see let me throw a really random like Yujiro Takahashi maybe gets there um and then I'm going to go Show for the other one because I think Show has had a really good year um and he, and he doesn't have a spot here at Wrestle Kingdom, so I think he would make some sense too. So I'm I'll just throw those four for what they're worth at at somebody. There are a number of other people. If I sat here and, and just started running down names, that I wouldn't be shocked either um, to see who don't have maybe a spot. Um, I certainly expect to see them in this match and could see them moving on. Any anybody sticking out kind of in your head as you're thinking about folks who might be in that Yeah. KOP?
0: Yeah, I, I love Ishii, I love show. So if they're both in it, I'll be very happy. And uh, I'll be interested to see. For me, the, the thing I, I am most interested to see, I should say, is if they go a different direction with the KOPW title in 2021. Of course, Janos had it since he won it in August, and again that expires here in a couple of days. Uh, and it's been it's been marked by. Very uh, regular Toro Toru Yanoisms. I was trying to like work through that speech piece <laughs> to get that out. Um, and it's been it's been entertaining. Again, I know people people really either are are into it or they're not into it. Color me as, you know, hey, I want to have variety. And so I can use that time when he does this thing to go, all right. I can just take off the serious lenses for a second and and enjoy this. So, um, but that being said, it'd be interesting to see them do something different this year and have it be—I don't want to say more competitive—but um, uh, they could they could really do something interesting in the division um, or in this in this kind of venue, for lack of a better term, uh, by changing the way that the title is fought for, or why, or how, or what. So.
1: Uh, and we'll, we'll mention it again here when we get tonight too, and, and see if either one of us want to throw just a random prediction that isn't going to count in our head to head out of who we think might win the KOPW to start 2021. I will say one thing. Here's a prediction for 2021. Yano won the belt or won the trophy. I'm sorry, it's trophy and then never lost it. I do think we'll see a change of the trophy sometime in 2021. I don't think somebody holds it the entire calendar year, um, Maybe even as soon as like New Year's Dash, they could. Ghetto sometimes do, does these weird like, flash title changes, you know. So who knows? He could do something crazy like that. Just don't turn it into a twenty four seven title. It's all I'm asking. Um, don't do that. All right. So the first match that we're going to pick. Now there are eleven matches. Uh, we didn't decide, Tom, who's going to pick first when we go head to head here on actual picks. I don't.
0: We didn't. You're right. I. I don't. I don't know. So, it's
1: uh, champ's, champ's decision. Do you want to pick first, or do you want me to pick first for the first match?
0: Um, I want to pick first because because okay. we like we talked about this before we recorded. I I feel very ill prepared for this. I don't think I'm going. I don't, I don't think I'm going zero eleven. But watch as I've just put that into the atmosphere. <laughs> right. When we well, come, I think,
1: ba- I think we'll probably have the same winner a couple of times.
0: <laughs> when <laughs> we when we come back next week. I might be wearing yeah. like a, a hood of shame over my face.
1: Jim has um, an eleven match uh, lead as we move into the next show for 2021.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, the good thing is, if nothing else, Rumble is a spot with if we if we if we are creative with how we do pick for Rumble, I'll be able to close the gap, or 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 you will perhaps. We'll see. Right. Um, so yeah. So first match is the. Um, Best of the Super Junior winner versus the Super J-Cup winner. Um, and the winner of this match gets the Junior title shot on the next evening. So you've got Hiromu Takahashi versus El Phantasmo. Um, I'm excited for this match. I love Junior's action. Uh, uh, I'm super glad that Takahashi came back. And, and, you know, I think he's still a little nuts. And I it make, the style makes me concerned for his long-term well-being. Um, but for the here and the now... Um, let's hope that these two shows aren't the end of that good well being. I'm gonna pick him to to overcome Phantasmo and set himself up for that shot at Ishimori on uh, night two,
1: yeah. And uh, so here's here's the thing you and I are gonna go the same on this one, so you know, if you go over on this one, I'm going over too. The story is Takahashi and Ishimori. Um, the title. The, the thing that would be nice about El Phantasmo winning would be it would be someone fresh in that division because I think that belt has been a little bit stale with Ishimori and Takahashi, but they're just so darn good. And Wrestle Kingdom tends to just go for what's so darn good. Um, I think this will be really good. I, both guys are really good um, in the ring. I'm a, I'm a huge Hiromu Takahashi fan. I have uh, the Series 1 New Japan figures are on pre-order, the Ishii, Okada, um, Osprey, and Tanahashi figures. Out of Series 2, I'll be honest, Hiromu Takahashi is the one I want. Um, I haven't pre-ordered it yet with some of my winnings for Fantasy Football this year. Maybe I'll be getting on that here in the next little bit. But uh, I I love Takahashi. I think he's fun, and he's just dang good in the ring. Um, So it's not just wacky goofiness, but it's wacky goofiness who can absolutely back it up in the ring. And I think Takahashi Ishimori uh, makes the most sense on Night 2 rather than Phantasmo. Phantasmo has only... Hasn't worked in Japan really much at all um, since the pandemic and has been on strong and won the, the USA Super J Cup. But uh, Takahashi is my pick as well here uh, to move on to night two. That brings us to the first title match that we'll be picking, the IWGP tag team title match between Zack Sabre Jr. and Chi, whose team name is I am drawing a blank on right now. Um, do you remember their team name, Tom? Oh
0: gosh. I mean, I know it.
1: If you said it, I'd be like, yep, that's it. Uh, But anyway, Saber and Tai Chi are going to face the Gorillas of Destiny, who came in and won the World Tag League um, back in, what was that? November, December, uh, and, and won this right for the title shot here at Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom is often a time when lots of title changes happen. It's kind of a reset for the new year, um, and and Saber Junior and Tai Chi have been having a good run. Uh, the Dangerous Techers, thank you very much, Annette. I knew she would know it. Um, we were calling out that we didn't know it. If she hadn't fallen asleep, I knew she would have our back. The Dangerous Techers, um, but uh, Saber and Tai Chi. Tai Chi has come so far in the last say year, maybe in six months um, since they've been back from the pandemic. He's gone from a guy that. I really could have cared less and usually kind of skipped his matches or really wasn't paying much attention. Cause I just didn't like anything he was doing uh, to somebody who has my attention now and Sabre jr. I've been a fan of for years. Um, I, I probably became the like really solidified my fandom of him when we were in Dallas, uh, got to see him work the evolve and the WWEN shows and got to see him and Chris hero have an excellent uh, last man standing. If I remember right match, I think that's what it was. Um, right in front of me, sitting in front row at Mercury Rising that year. Um, heck of a match. Chris Hero, where are you? Come back. We need you. We need a hero. But, anyways, that's a different story. Not, a, I, I don't expect to see Chris Hero at Wrestle Kingdom, although I would jump off my couch or out of my chair if that happened on Monday or Tuesday night. Um, all of that said, I just think the Gorillas of Destiny win the titles here. Um, I don't know why. Again, talking about be nice to do something new, ghetto falls back into some, you know, patterns. I feel like, and gorillas of destiny with the IWGP tag titles, I think makes sense. I also think it frees up Tai Chi and perhaps Zack Saber to move into singles and do some other things there. And I think, especially with Tai Chi, they've got plans for him in the future. So I think that's part of this. But I'm going to go with the gorillas of destiny here as the tag champs.
0: I'm surprised because the way you were talking, I thought for sure that <laughs> the Techers were your pick. And I was, so yeah, yeah. You had me going down path, and then you went, no, watch this. Yeah, the um, this serve. Russo serve. Watch sword. this turn. Um, I, I agree with your last point there. Uh, that I, I also see, and it, for me, I think it's more Zack Sabre than it is Tai Chi, but I may be wrong there, um, and maybe we're just wishful thinking because I have some of the same feelings about Zack Sabre as you do from you know having seen him back in 2016 and watched him continue to, for lack of a better term, evolve uh, to the point where now he's been a staple in New Japan. Um, I was gonna go with the Gorillas right from the jump because I I feel like I'm, I feel like unfortunately. Um, this is the predictable part of the card almost every year, and that the the, the team that wins the the world tag the, cu- the world tag league. I was going to call it the world tag cup, and that's like no, nah, you can't say that. Yeah, world tag league de- is destined to win the titles when they get to Wrestle Kingdom. Um, so, as much as I want to deviate, I, I want to stick with my gut. So I'm going to also go gorillas of destiny. To win those uh, titles, um, the, the one thing that concerns me with that pick is just again that that, that longevity of wanting to be in Japan and, and how how does that travel back and forth uh, look like? Again, I, I I don't think it's unreasonable to to have six week tours of Japan. That's 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 not uncommon. That's kind of how it's been done for years and years and years. But I think travel has gotten better, where where talent doesn't necessarily have to. Box themselves in in that way, but we're in the, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So again, a, lo- a lot of words to and, to to share your pick.
1: And and Japan, I believe, does still have a fourteen day quarantine when you come in from outside of the country. So that that definitely plays. I, I think you're you're wise to think that way. I don't know if Tamatanga and Tongaloa have family if they're married or, or what their situation is, if they're back here, if they're in, well, they clearly weren't in Japan because they weren't there, um, to start with, but, uh, that'd be interesting to see, uh, the next match and Tom, you're going to have the first pick on this match is the U S title contract match. So Kenta won the, uh, the U S new Japan cup for a title shot at the U S title currently held by John Moxley. He was supposed to defend that against juice Robinson, but juice Robinson has a broken orbital bone, uh, So now the match is Kenta versus
0: Satoshi Kojima. Tom. Yeah, so we talk about uh, confidence points every once in a while. Uh, This is that match that would get the highest amount of confidence points for me. So Kenta is my pick. Um, I don't know. I'm really intrigued more so than the outcome of this match here uh, about where and how does new Japan get Moxley back into the mix? Uh, Cause with his AEW commitments and them running weekly uh, or biweekly for lack of a better term, because they're recording every two weeks at a time. That seems um, they have to get the belt off of him. I think, but who knows, maybe they don't. Uh, So yeah, Kenta retains the, the briefcase here, uh, Nothing against Kojima because he's really entertaining. I actually really enjoyed seeing him live uh, when Ring of Honor was here in Grand Rapids in 2019, May of 2019, which, again, also doesn't feel like a year and a half ago. Um, what I, who I think I would have maybe preferred here in this spot, um, only because of his performances that I think have, were incredible um, in the return to, of New Japan, would have been Yuji Nagata. Um, but I'm, I don't want to nitpick, so Kenta is my pick.
1: Kenta's going to be my pick here, too, and here is my prediction. Kenta wins this match. I think it is interesting. John Moxley has been announced to be returning to AEW on the January, well, it was supposed to be, tomorrow night on the 30th show. That obviously has changed because New Year's Smash has now moved to the 6th and the 13th, both of which will be taped on the 6th, I've read. Uh, Moxley is supposed to return on those shows since losing the title. I don't know that he would have returned on the th- tomorrow. I think John Moxley's in Japan. And I think he'll be flying back right after the 5th uh, to get back in time just for the 6th. I don't know how they would have swung it. But they could have run, written some story about, you know, oh, John Moxley was jumped in the hotel and will be here next week now or something, had they actually had the show tomorrow night that wasn't a Brody Lee Memorial, unfortunately. I think it's telling in some ways that John Moxley is not on the show tomorrow night. Even though he hasn't returned, I, I don't think that would have stopped him or AEW from using him if he was available because he and Brody Lee had a lot of history. Uh, both in the ring and apparently personally as well. I think Moxley's in Japan. I think Kenta is going to win this match. Yeah, Kojima's not winning this match. Let's. I agree with you. On the confidence points thing, this is my 11, if we're going to pick all 11 of these matches, right? Um, but I think he starts running his mouth after, and the music hits. John Moxley comes out. I think we get the U.S. title match on the 5th, and I think Kenta probably wins that title. We're not picking that match because it hasn't been announced but that's my prediction is John Moxley comes out. I hope I haven't ruined a surprise for you if it happens. Um, I certainly have absolutely no insider knowledge. It's just my own. Nobody I've read, um, has said that he's in Japan. I just, I'm reading a little bit of the tea leaves. Um, and I think he's there going to drop the belt and come back. We don't have a 14 day quarantine in the U S when you come back. Um, there's some suggestions, but there's nothing in right, you know, written in rules. Um, so I, that's my prediction. But ultimately, Kenta wins this match. No question about it to me. The next one, oh boy. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the Great Okan. Oh boy. I, I can go both ways on this match. Uh, the little bit I've seen of the Great Okan, he's got a really cool look. He's got a really cool look. Um, the in ring stuff. It's not New Japan level to me at this point. Um, And and I almost feel like they're kind of presenting like he's the leader of the empire. Um, There've been just things they've done that make me think like they're saying, well, the great Okan, he's the leader of the empire. Like, no, Will Ospreay should be the leader of the empire, people. (laughs) Like, let's not get that confused. Um, Okan is his muscle. You know, that's like, this is easy people. So I, I think it's whether they want to continue this push with the great Okan. If they do, Okan wins this match and he beats Tanahashi at Wrestling Kingdom. If the bloom is if the bloom is off the rose, is that that's saying a little bit with the Okan push, then I think it's Tanahashi. And I from what I think I remember seeing, um, you know, they've kind of gotten the best of Tanahashi at a couple of different turns here along the way to Wrestle Kingdom. If I'm remembering. Things that I've read. I haven't paid super, super close attention to these Road 2 shows by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and it's Wrestle Kingdom. And so usually baby faces go over Wrestle Kingdom. So I'm going to take Tanahashi, but boy, I'm not feeling great about that pick.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll, my, my pick's going to be the same. So, Ballmer, that were. We're all for we're, we're all the same across the board, uh, and but my, my reasoning is a little bit for
1: you, wasn't that right? Kojima, <laughs> uh,
0: uh, for me, Tana, this is I don't want to call it a made good because Tanahashi's a legend and he deserves, um, everything and more in terms of New Japan. And, and there's going to be a time where you know he does move down the card, and you know, just like. Kojima and Nagata and other legends are kind of where they are now. There's probably going to be that, that point at some point in the future for Tanahashi, but it's not today and it's not now. Um, he was a good soldier in the World Tag League, and uh, that was a really great team, but they also didn't do anything. So this is a big-time show. He's a big-time talent. Okan is still young. He's got a look. And when that's what you can say for now, you go with, you go with the veteran here. So Tanahashi is my pick as well.
1: So Tom, that brings us to, I guess this co-main event for night one, Kazushika Okada versus Will Osprey. This obviously being built off of their match, uh, the last night of the G1, um, I think it was the last night of their block, anyways, of the G1 um, when Osprey turned and the Empire formed. Um, you get the first pick on this one. So, Okada, Osprey, what say you?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Kazuchika Okada. Uh, this is a tough one for me. I think you go, could go either way. Uh, I feel, though, the story is Okada getting revenge, and what better and bigger stage than to get revenge? Than at Wrestle Kingdom, um, I thought I read somewhere that this actually might might close the show. I know that it's listed on the website differently, um, and in New Japan in, in true to form fashion, typically doesn't deviate from that. Um, and maybe they don't. Maybe this is the semi-main, um, of a double main event. Uh, but it may, it, if it closes the show, they're going to go nuts, and I can't wait because they had a great match uh, in the, in the um, G One. So
1: right. They'll let up to that turn. Um there's another one I could go either way because I think Osprey could use the win, but yet he does have that win um back at the G1. So um I, I agree with you. It probably is the redemption um, and the revenge storyline that plays through here. And Okada winning at Wrestle Kingdom just is kind of like the Undertaker, right? Um he doesn't always win at wrestling Kingdom obviously but uh, it's kind of his show a little bit um, So I'm I'm gonna go Okada too although I won't be stunned if Osprey wins especially if um, maybe we get another new member of the Empire you know there's a three right now maybe there's a fourth one that shows up I don't know. Um, I don't know who that would be I'm not I have absolutely no prediction on that if that happens but that would be the way I would if Osprey wins it would be because that happens. You know for Okada, who that you know ghetto's already turned on him, so you know who that would be i I don't know Osprey's turned on him, like you know Okada's turned into sting, I don't know everybody turns on him, but um but I, these two should have it in the absolute it's probably the match on night one that I'm looking most forward to to be perfectly honest, notwithstanding the match we're about to talk about, which will be excellent as well um but if I had to rank them, this would i mean be like a one and one a kind of thing. But this would probably be my number one just because of the story behind it. And I feel like there's a little more, you know, I'm always up for the grudge uh, matches. There's a good, you know, you want to see somebody get their butt kicked. And and I don't think you have that in the main event as much. And you've got it here in this match. So I feel like that piece um, puts it over the edge for me is the one I'm most looking forward to. Although, that all being said, let's talk about the main event of night number one. It is the IWGP heavyweight title and intercontinental title match. Like I said, I feel like they've done this. I said this to you before we recorded. I feel like they've done this at every Wrestle Kingdom for the last seven years. Um, they haven't. But uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi for the title. Wrestle Kingdom to me, and this might be tipping my hat as we get towards night two as well. Wrestle Kingdom last year, Kota Ibushi went 0-2. This year's Wrestle Kingdom to me is all about Kota Ibushi's redemption tour. So... I think these two don't have bad matches together. <laughs> they just don't. Um, the one thing I hope they stop is doing all of the head-dropping stuff because they're going to kill each other at some point or severely maim one or the other. Uh, Naito has taken some head drop duplexes on the apron in their matches previously that scare the crap out of me. <laughs> like, don't do that. You're good enough. You don't need it, guys. Um, but I think this is going to be a gangbusters match. I think it's going to go at least 35, 40 minutes and kota Ibushi is going to walk out your iwgp heavyweight champion after night one and intercontinental champion which i don't know how they'll do it but please split these titles apart and let that intercontinental title be what it needs to be
0: well i honestly didn't believe we would have gotten here but we are and we are we're six for six because i also believe abushi wins the belts um Thinking back about you know Naito having the titles and the path they might have gone on, and then evil, and then the titles coming back, and then now here we are. I agree with you. The story is is for Ibushi to to, to finally secure the titles, uh, and I can't wait for them to have an amazing match. Again, I want them to be safe, and Ibushi is kind of in that Hiromu Takahashi vein of being a little bit nuts uh, and a little dangerous. I think he's gotten gotten a little bit better over the years, but um, you you cringe sometimes when some of those moves happen the way they do. Uh, yeah, so Ibushi becomes the champion, and and let's see where Tetsuya Naito goes in twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that's going to be an interesting story to watch, especially if we're right um, about this. So uh, we're going to move in straight into Night Two. Um, and get rid of Naito and Ibushi there. Uh The, the first two things we're just going to have a little conversation around, very short, I would assume. Uh, We have the stardom matches for night two have been announced. Uh, they're going to be pre-show as well. I hope they're shown on NJPW Worlds, because I don't think last year's stardom matches were, if I remember right. Um, but they've announced them in a way that makes me think they will be, um. Opening match one and two, both stardom exhibitions. Uh there's a six-woman tag team match. AZM. I don't know if that's azm or AZM, but AZM, Sayak Kamitani, and Utami Hayashishida are taking on Natsupoi, Himika, and Micah.
0: Jim, you were you're a boss. I, <laughs> I wouldn't have tried, so you're <laughs> um
1: we're not gonna pick winners on that because I'll be honest. Um start stardom is something I have not seen. I've seen little bits here and there, um, and I have not I, – I don't know any of these women. I would love – I hope they show it on NJPW World because I'd like to watch it. I'd like to give them my, my time to see this match and see um, the abilities of these women because I hear a lot of good things about stardom. So I, I hope we get to a chance to see these matches, Tom. Um, the tag team match is Tom Nakano – not Tom, like – Tom Bobo, Tom T.A.M. Nakano, um, the illegitimate love child of Tom Bobo and Bull Nakano, um, but, and Mayu Iwatani, who would be the one name I do know out of this from her time in Royal Honor, against Yuri and Giyala, oh boy, I butchered that name, um, Iwatani's team wins that match because she's the only name i know um but uh, again i you know I, i'm joking about not knowing unfortunately who these ladies are not because i don't respect what they do i just haven't watched stardom um so i hope i get a chance to see both of these matches and uh and really see you know what the hubbub's about with these ladies um because i'm i'm excited to see that
0: yeah i can't say much more than what you said and i agree i would love to see them in the ring and see what they do
1: and I also want to listen to Kevin Kelly try and pronounce their names, um, but he'll get coaching on it. I did not. <laughs> so we'll find out uh, some of that, but uh, I will say my it's Iwatami, I was impressed with her in the matches I did see in ring of honor. Um, so looking forward to seeing her again and then uh, see these other ladies as well. Uh, the KOPW match will also be a night to the four winners. Uh, here's going to be my one plea to ghetto. Do not put it back on Toru Yano. Do something different with it now. You did the auto thing. That was fun. Put him in so that he's in this match. Fine. I'm good with that. Uh, but I, I'm going to go Ishii just to do something with Ishii because I feel like he's kind of rudderless at this point in New Japan. I know he's gotten up there in age. Um, you wouldn't know it in the ring. The dude's still awesome. So uh, I'm going to go Ishii, but boy, I would have zero confidence in saying that because I don't even know if he's going to be in that match.
0: Yeah, and a guy that came to mind when we were talking about this in the last uh, set of picks, um, and I'm glad I held on to it in my memory banks, uh, Minoru Suzuki. I'd love to see Minoru Suzuki be one of the four. And if you thought about the the trophy or the title, if you will, changing hands uh, throughout the course of the year, uh, I think him winning it here, if that were to be the case, uh, and then losing it, um, again, the guy's Teflon. Oh, yeah. doesn't, doesn't matter. So, uh, but it, but it would be cool. It'd be cool and fun to see. And,
1: and good thought on him. Hey, put Suzuki and Ishii both in this four way and cool. You got me sold that. That'd be fun. Um, those are two guys I enjoy a lot. So, um, you know, I think there's some other names we can think about junior heavyweights, maybe who aren't, um, in other matches and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, you could see David Finley probably in that Rambo since, um, he's, uh, Normally with Juice, but Juice was going to have a singles match anyways, and now isn't isn't there? Maybe David Finley works that, uh, but we'll see. I don't see David Finley as the KOPW for 2021. So, all right, let's get to matches we're actually picking. Let's see. Yeah, I picked first, yes, because that we be had six matches. Yeah. So you, I picked first the last match, so you would pick first here this match. That's what I was trying to say there. Uh, it's the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Match: El Desperado and Yoshinobu. Kane Maru, um the champions, defend against Master Wato, not Vato. It's, it's not Hispanic, Jim, it's Japanese. Master Wato and Rayas Risuki. I never say his name right, Teguchi, the coach. Tom, what's happening with these junior tag
0: belts? They're staying where they are. So Kanamaru and Desperado are my pick. I don't know how good I feel about that, but I think that's the right move to make. Uh, I don't think Watso and Taguchi are the 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 next team, but I couldn't tell you who is the next team. The really the thing I really want to talk about, Jim, is as you've watched New Japan, whenever you see El Desperado. Yes. I I didn't hear. Sorry, you broke up. I didn't hear what you said. I
1: I said, have I watched New Japan?
0: When when you do, when you have the opportunity, when, you know, when, and again, we had that amazing G1 stretch where we were like, we were locked in. Like, it was also warm outside then. Let's go back in time. If we can have no COVID and go back in time to the G1, sign me up. Um, I watched more New Japan in in a three-week stretch than I watched in my entire life. That's facetious. Um, The question I have for you, is in your New Japan watching, when you see Desperado, do you think as well as I do about him being a Scooby-Doo villain?
1: (laughs) I did not think that was what you were about to ask me. (laughs) Perhaps. Perhaps he is a Scooby-Doo villain. And Master Watto just sounds like somebody who would help the gang out, right? And help them unmask the the nasty villain. If it wasn't for those rats, you know, those rotten kids. Um, I I thought you were going to (laughs) ask. I think Desperado has gotten a lot better lately. Um, He's kind of gone from a guy that, before I was like, oh yeah, he's going to lose everything. Um, kind Kind of Tai Chi level, but I didn't Tai Chi, I just didn't care about. Desperado, I at least was like, okay, he's gonna lose, but you know, all right, I, he was maybe a step above Tai Chi for me um, before. Now he's at least even or way above Tai Chi for me. I, Desperado's gotten very, very good. Um, sounds like he had a heck of a best of the Super Juniors. I'm sad to say I saw none of it, um, but part of me thinks that that's why. They lose the tag team titles here. I'm going with Master Wato and Taguchi. So we have our first match that we uh, have some difference on. I'm, I'm not super confident on it, and I don't think Wato and Taguchi hang on to these titles very long. Um, maybe they lose them back to Desperado and Kanmaru. Maybe they lose them to some other pairing, um, maybe a Bullet Club pairing of Ishimori and Phantasmo, something like that. Um, there's another piece why I think... Hiromu wins on night one because otherwise you got a bullet club match on night two. I eh, don't know that they they've teased enough bullet club dissension, but not at the junior heavyweight like ranks. Um, but I think Watto and Taguchi win this match. Uh, I think Watto is somebody they're certainly behind. He's gotten better. Um, he kind of got over like a fart in church when he got, you know, they did these really cool vignettes about the master of the way or the way of the dragon or whatever it was. Um, and then when he debuted, I think even the, the reaction online and that, because I don't think they had crowds back yet by that point, was a little bit like, who's that guy? <laughs> Why is he here? And then he had his first match, and they were like, okay. Um, You know, he did a couple good things. But I, I think he's pretty good, and, and I think um, he gets a junior tag title run here with Taguchi. Um, so that's my pick for that match. Now we're going to the Hoss fight. Never open weight title match. Shingo and Jeff Cobb. This one is one I've actually given a little bit of thought to. Um, some of my picks, I can't say I've given a ton of thought to before our conversation here. Uh, this is one I have been thinking about a little bit because I can go either way on this. Um, and I see that I have Shingo's name misspelled, which is awesome. But uh, it's Takki. Takai. <laughs> uh, Top guy. Takai. Top guy. FDR. But Shingo and Cobb, they put Cobb into the Empire. They've clearly tried to make him he- be a little more um, brutal and a little more, which is it makes sense for Cobb. He can throw people around. Uh, this is going to be really fun. I like these kind of strong style matches where they're just going to beat the tar out of each other. I wouldn't be stunned to see Cobb win the title here. Um, and you know what? What the heck? I'm going to go with Jeff Cobb because if we have the Great Ocon and Osprey lose on night one, the Empire needs a win somewhere. Um, so, I'm going to go Jeff Cobb, and not be shocked if Shingo wins. Seeing the look on your face means you also, I believe, might be going with Jeff Cobb.
0: I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to, because I want this to be a competition. But that is exactly that is exactly the thought I had. I go, I go in my head. I say, I, I, my my internal monologue says, if the Empire goes two down on night one, of course the redemption comes here when Cobb wins, and that's that may be very well how it plays out. Um I could really see it happening. Uh and I and again I think Jeff Cobb is probably long for the world in New Japan. Uh, as, as much as I would love to see him back in Ring of Honor or I don't know how things didn't work out in AEW, dude. You have to that, that, I want to know the backstory on that. Uh anyway, uh I'm gonna go with Shingo because I love I've got a man crush on Shingo that's been very clear on this podcast. You're it's not good, it's not going anywhere in 2021. Um, I heart you, Shingo. Shingo's my pick.
1: K Shingo is watching or listening uh, to the two spot monkeys here. We, one can hope. Uh,
0: so you're saying he doesn't?
1: Uh, does he speak English? I'm not sure. I don't. I honestly don't know the answer to that question. Uh, yeah. Again, I will say this is probably that. Shingo Jeff Cobb match. Maybe the match I'm looking most forward to on night two. Some people might pick some other matches, but that might be the one just because I like both guys. I'm a big fan of both guys. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Annette is stunned by I'm not sure what it was that stunned her, but there's a stunned face in the comments. Uh, maybe by me saying that it's the match I most want to see. We're going to move on to the next match, which, Tom, you get the first pick for. It's tag team, uh, former tag team partners exploding, Sonata versus Evil. They have had some singles matches, I think, and certainly tags and six fans and all of those since Evil turned. Uh, But this is certainly the most high-profile singles match they've had uh, since Evil's turn. So, Sonata versus Evil, what say you, Mr. Bobo?
0: Yeah, I think this is going to be really good. I'm excited for it, Uh, and I think that if you... If you were listening earlier, I know you were listening, but if you were really listening earlier, you know that I'm picking Sonata in this match because I see Sonata on the rise up uh, and Evil, not necessarily on the rise down, but Evil did his escalation. He's now going to kind of go back down the ranks a little bit, and it's Sonata's time to to put himself in in that IWGP title picture, uh, at least for early 2021 Um And again, if one of my predictions comes true, he'll be potentially holding that title sometime next year.
1: My thought is if not now, when for Sonata? Um, It seemed like maybe they were going to do it a few different times over the years. Um, And I kind of feel like at some point, if you don't do it, he's never going to get there. Or when he does, nobody's going to care. So I think Sonata needs this win. And I think Sonata gets this win. Sonata is really, really good in the ring. Um, Charisma is a little bit different than a lot of the other guys um, who are at the top of the card, which I think is a good thing. I think that's okay. Um, but uh, Sonata's my pick here as well. I I feel like Evil kind of, like you said, had a shot, and I feel like they've kind of gone, oh, okay, that didn't really work. Um, and now you know, Evil will have his place, but it wouldn't stun me by the end of the year to be perfectly honest. Here's a prediction. I don't know if it's a prediction, but wouldn't stun me to see evil back in L I J by the end of the year. Um, whenever bullet club has their explosion, he realizes that get a lied to him or whatever. And he ends up, you know, back in the good graces with Naito. Um, because he just doesn't fit <laughs> really in, in bullet club for me. Um, whether this is the start of any of that or not, I have no idea. But uh, Sonata is my win, and, and and a pretty high confidence level that Sonata wins this match. And I'm not shocked that you picked him either, Tom, especially after what you said earlier. Um, on As we were talking, I was listening earlier uh,
0: to that. Before you make your next pick, I just want to encourage you that if you haven't yet, find a friend sometime and put them in the Paradise Lock and then just walk away.
1: Okay, good, good. Not a wife,
0: a friend. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your wife would not appreciate that
1: <laughs> no <laughs> uh, the semi-main for uh, night two unless maybe we get a Kenta Moxley match um, or something like that but the semi-main as it is right now is the IWGP junior heavyweight title match between Taiji Ishimori and what you and I both believe will be Hiromu Takahashi uh, who we have both have beating El Fantasmo on night one uh, so picking it as that match is um, I think we get a new champion here again. Um, again, titles change a lot on Wrestle Kingdom, so I won't be stunned by that. Um, I just, I think it's time for Herulo to have the title back um, because I don't think that we're going to build, since I had Naito losing the title on night one, I don't think we're going back towards that Takahashi Naito match that was supposed to happen um, before the pandemic hit, or if they get to it, they'll get to it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be for the title. I think, Hiromu Takahashi wins the junior heavyweight title, and this is going to be a phenomenal match as well. Both of these guys are awesome. Um, I I know I feel like I've said that a lot during this because New Japan usually has super high-quality matches, and Wrestle Kingdom especially. Usually they have super high-quality matches, and I have no doubt that this will be phenomenal. I think Phantasmo and Ishimori would have a good match too. I just don't think that's what we're getting on night two. Um, So Hiromu Takahashi, my pick to be the junior heavyweight champion coming out of... Wrestling.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I can't disagree with, with your pick or your logic there. I think that the story is, is made to be told in this way. I want to say that there was an Ishimori Takahashi match in Best of Super Juniors 2019. It may have been even the year before, but I remember that match, whenever it was, whichever year it occurred in, was fantastic. And I think they are going to Equal, if not exceed that, uh, this time around um, in the dome. So, yes, Hiromu Takahashi regains the junior title.
1: All right, which means we have one match left, and it is the culmination of the two double title matches, the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental title match. The winner of Tetsuya Naito and Kota Ibushi will defend against Jay White, who actually beat Kota Ibushi for the right to challenge here at Wrestle Kingdom, um, which Ibushi had won from the G1, which is pretty rare in Wrestle Kingdom, or in Wrestle Kingdom and in New Japan, that somebody actually wins that um, right from the person who wins the G1. So big thing for Jay White there. Tommy, you get the first pick, though. Who's walking out of Wrestle Kingdom night Two? the top dog in new Japan.
0: Yeah. So as I consider this pick, I know who I'm going with, but it's very interesting. Cause I think you could tell a couple of different stories uh, going back to the potential idea that Kenta and Moxley is the match that eventually happens. Maybe it happens in Japan next week. If Kenta wins that title, how better than <laughs> another bullet club member, in the switchblade and winning the title here and dashing Ibushi's hopes and having a feuding top of top of the card bullet club members. Or does new Japan say, Hey, you know what? We don't necessarily need both guys to have titles. Let's let Kenta be the guy that wins and Jay White doesn't. And then Jay White eventually lets his angst get the better of him. And that's what leads to some um, disintegration, if you will, in the bullet club. Or one other aspect is, again, does does the Ibushi story have to be told with him winning two nights in a row? Is winning the title on night one just enough? And then is there a longer-term story between he and Jay White where he just can't get the Duke? I'm going to go with that path. I think I think there's a lot of ways they can go and they will go, and I can't wait to see how it plays out. But I, I see Jay White winning the titles and dethroning Ibushi and having that be – Kind of the thing that he hangs over his head uh as we move into 2021 where Abushi just can't overcome jay white when something big is on the line and we get that we get a payoff of some sort in regards to that later on in the year
1: interesting i had already written down Abushi for you because i was sure that's what you that you were going to say that could all happen but i'm still picking kota obushi um so interesting that you you went that way um I see what you're saying there. And I think that's interesting. Um, and I think I wouldn't be stunned if it happens to be perfectly honest, but that's not what I'm picking because Jay White beat Kota Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom last year. Jay White beat Kota Ibushi for the right to challenge here at Wrestle Kingdom. And if it wasn't for Naito saying, I won't defend the title unless it's against Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom, you know, that then night one doesn't happen in storyline mode. Um, I think this is all about establishing Kota Ibushi as the guy moving forward in New Japan, the face of New Japan. I think Jay White is absolutely the top heel. And I think that this view doesn't end here. Um, But I think for one night, Ibushi gets that long-awaited Duke, as you said, over Jay White. So I'm going Kota Ibushi, which gives us three matches out of 11 (laughs) that we differed on, which is... Kind of amazing on one hand, and yet not totally shocking on the other hand. But those three matches that we differed on were the junior heavyweight tag title match, the Shingo and Jeff Cobb never openweight title match, and now the final match on night two. So we will not know uh, the final score after this head-to-head until Wrestle Kingdom is all done, since the main event is one of our differences, which is kind of fun. Um, I don't know about you, Tom. I have every intention to watch these shows. While I'm working on Monday and Tuesday from home, uh, I'm able to work on my computer, and I should be able to give them pretty good attention while still staying attentive to the things that I need to get done uh, on the computer, Uh, maybe taking a long lunch, something like that. Um, But uh, I intend to watch these both on Monday and on Tuesday uh, after I get up. I am not getting up at 3 in the morning or whatever it is to watch them. Are are you going to give it a shot to do that? I know you've talked about it in the past.
0: I, I want to. I've got a I've got a big week for work next week um, with the return to school. I, I work in school-based programming, uh, and we have a couple of virtual things that are kicking our week off, and I'm very much in the mix on both of those mornings. So, um, I'm going to being very diligent. Uh, we hadn't talked to resolutions, we talked about predictions, but two two resolutions I'd love to share quickly. One, I'm going to work really hard, I think, I hope, I pray, uh, at, at muting some social media um, in 2021. I think I've been spoiled, um, not horribly, but just, I've been spoiled. There's been times I've, I've seen spoilers, and it's, and it's taken me out of my desire to watch a show. I wanna watch and experience pro wrestling as it as it as it's live, as it's even if it's not live, it's on demand without the knowledge of what's happened. So I'm gonna really mute social media. I'm gonna probably be off offline for a couple of days, uh outside of like work uh, you know, items and whatnot. Um so hopefully I can do that well, and uh, and then I'll, and then do my best to watch them in the evenings or late afternoons. The second resolution, um, and I don't want this to come across at all in a bad way towards myself, um, but it's full in full transparency that I say, hey, when I watch wrestling, I like to enjoy a couple of beverages. I, I love bourbon. I love craft beer, um, and I want to watch wrestling fully sober for 2021, so I'm gonna do my best to not drink alcohol and have that influence or impact how I perceive or view wrestling. Um, So lots of coffee probably, especially if I'm watching (laughs) early in the morning or late at night, um, so I can stay awake especially. Um, But yeah, I'm gonna try to watch, uh, watch wrestling through the lens of not being at all chemically imbalanced in 2021. So two resolutions there. Um, Went on a little bit of a tangent, rabbit trail. Thanks for hanging with me. Uh, But yeah, so I know that I will will commit to watching both of these shows before we record next week because I want to know. I want to know. I want to come back and I want to be able to strut into the picture, strut into the podcast world in 2021, hopefully with my head held high.
1: Much like Kota Ibushi rising from the ashes at Wrestle Kingdom, I will be rising from the ashes of The Fiend uh, (laughs) for uh, our head-to-head this year is my hope. So we'll see. Maybe I should just stop overthinking things sometimes. I think probably probably it'd help a lot. That'd be a good resolution. Um, Well, you know what? We we restarted this podcast way back in March or April. Uh, I think it might have been April. Uh, Late April. Yeah, I think it was mid to late April after WrestleMania. Um, and uh, we, we didn't know then whether we were going to continue doing this, if this was going to be kind of a one-off, what it's going to do. But we recorded 28 episodes of this podcast in 2020, uh, more than one every other week. And that's with us starting four months, more than four months into, uh, or in the fourth month of the year, Uh, along with a lot of things in our own personalized work and other things and and some tragic things and things like that that have happened in our lives um, throughout this last year. So I think um, if nothing else, Tom, I want to thank you for uh, re- committing and re-energizing, um, to, to do this with me. Um, and I'm looking forward to 2021. And of course our, we're not going to promise that we're going to have an episode every single week in 2021. We'd love to, but, uh, the realistic of life is just that that's not going to happen. Let's be honest. Um, so there's no reason to set a resolution. We know we will fail at, but, uh, I'm looking forward to the continuation of this podcast and um, the continuation of us doing these head to head things and talking about other things, going back and doing some retro, um, wrestling stuff i was watching some things today on the black scorpion uh, angle from back uh, with wcw back in 1990 it's terrible stuff but it just it kind of sucked me in for a little bit um ollie anderson doing the voice and all that awful awfulness um but uh maybe we'll do some like wrestle crap episodes too of just some of the bad stuff we've watched over the years uh, but thanks for, for being on this ride with me, Tom, um, and thanks to everybody who listens. We still have one person listening live. Annette, if that's you, awesome. Thank you for hanging in there. If it's not you, hello to whoever it is. Um, but uh, thanks to everybody who listens. Thanks to everybody who downloads it. Uh, we just have a blast doing this. So it's a, it's something we look forward to.
0: In In the most sincere way possible, we are like a roller coaster ride with the tracks not known ahead of us. And that's a good thing, and I enjoy that about this. And as as much as we do put time and energy and effort, we balance a lot of hats, uh, we juggle a lot of balls, we uh, spin a lot of plates. Whatever analogy you want to use. Uh, so yeah. So thanks for those who do listen to who do give us your time. Um, again, if you treat podcasts like I do as a as a way to break from reality, hopefully we are that for you. And I'm really excited to. Uh, wrap up this year. Thanks to you. I appreciate your energy and your enthusiasm uh, and your idea to bring this back. And uh, we're still here. And again, the the, the roller coaster is on the tracks Uh, and uh, let's keep the ride going.
1: Absolutely. I did see it was Annette uh, who's hung in with us through the whole episode. So Annette, thanks for being here. Um, And again, everybody have a great New Year's. This will probably go up on the podcast forums on Wednesday morning um, because I'm probably just not going to get it done tonight before I go to bed. I'm going to be honest about that. Um, It'll probably go up on those platforms on Wednesday morning. Um, So whenever you're hearing this, if it's before or after the New Year's, have a safe New Year's, please, please be safe. Um, And that goes pandemic or not, be safe um, because we all want to be together in 2021 and hopefully at some point in 2021 or 2022 uh, I'd love to be together with everybody who's listening to this and watching a wrestling show together again. That is the ultimate uh, goal I think at uh, this point. So everybody have a great new year's. We will talk to you soon. Stay safe. We'll we'll see you next year. Ha ha ha. (laughs) Take care everybody.